Welcome back to the Hope Factor Show. We are in a different setting. We are here in the great outdoors. We're here on a football field because we have a very special guest. We have a football player that is a defensive back at Methodist, and he goes by the name Lou. How do you say your last name? Lamont. Lamont. Yeah. But so Lou Lamont Jr. Yeah. We're going to talk about kind of going through his freshman year of playing college football and his routines with the new NCAA rule changes, how that has been for him. Also living away at home in Fayetteville, North Carolina, how that's been for him. Give a background. Me and Lou, we went to high school together. He came in as a transfer. This is a special one. So I encourage you guys to stick all the way through the end. If you guys are not subscribed to this YouTube channel, The Hope Hacker Show, be sure to do so. Turn on the post notifications. That way you guys never miss out on any wonderful guests like Lou and many more to come this new year. If you guys are listening to this on Apple or Spotify podcast, on Apple podcast, leave a review out of five stars. Let us know what you thought of this episode. That's it, man. So we're going to first talk about give the people a understanding of where you grew up, where you come from, how you got to where you're at now playing football at Methodist. I'm originally born and from Moreno Valley slash San Bernardino, California. So that's about like an hour outside of Los Angeles. Lived in San Diego too. So I'm really like a California kid. Military brat too. So real dad, he's in the Navy, stepdad in the Navy. I lived in California till I was like 12. Moved to Hawaii. Lived there for three years. Hawaii? For what? For your dad? Yeah, dad was in the military. So when I was there, like, the funny part is when I lived in California and in Hawaii, I was like focus on hooping. How clay is, like, I was literally playing like clay. How old were you? I, I kept playing till like seven. I moved out here in Jacksonville, like sixth grade, half of my sixth grade year. And I will never forget this. My homeboys, uh, Khalil, Zylan, Chris, they was like, bro, you need to uh, come play football with us or whatever, you know, like this and that. Cause like PE, I'll just play football for fun. Right, just because your boys are out there. Boys are, yeah, my boys were doing this, so I was like, I'll do it. So I ended up, I was just like, you know what? I'm a guard, the best receiver on the team. Guarded him. That practice, he had no catches. In my mind, I was thinking, oh, just play defense like basketball. Just stay with him. Right. him. So after that, the coaches came to me. They was like, have you been playing football before? I was like, no, this is literally my first time or whatever. So Pop Warner, they made me play cornerback. I tried out for basketball because I still wanted to play basketball. So I tried out for the team, got cut. My coaches from Pop Warner was like, you still want to play? So I was like, yeah, whatever. I played the spring ball year. Mind you, I, I've been bragging about I never get injured, none of that. Third game of the spring season, I go make a play, and I get blocked in my back. And when I fall, I land like this, and I break my collar. So that time, I was like, I'm done with football, all that, right? I go to Mandarin High School. We had this coach named Coach Birch and Coach Coleman. They weren't the head coaches. Our head coach was uh, Coach Ramsey, who actually coached at Uli with Derrick Henry. Coleman, who actually played with the Dolphins and and pro teams and stuff. I was like, what position you want me to play? He was like, let me put you at linebacker. So when I was at linebacker, my freshman year, I was like, I'm not feeling it, bro. Like my height, my size, playing linebacker, I was like, that's not happening. After that season, my coaches looked at me and it was like, they switched me back to like nickel corn. Now that year, I still played JV. It was like on and off. So like play JV, got noticed by the biggest uh Jacksonville like name person for like to get athletes out his name was like Drink King Films oh I've, yeah I had an interview with him after my Terry Parker game because I got a pick my homeboy Josh got a pick and my homeboy Trey so we all we went crazy that game after that I got like big buzz behind it like uh, he was saying like me and a couple players were like something brewing yeah you know something I'm starting to get my name out there so I get moved up playoff time that's when I we never thought that we could make state uh, like and it didn't click to us until we beat, it was a school in Orlando. 
we know we was like, we can really do this. Like, we can maybe make a run, you know? The state game, they go down there, they play. I didn't play that game. I was just on the sideline, whatever, because, like, you know, sophomore year, still kind of, like, growing. After and that state run, we had stuff. a lot of recruiting coaches. Like, a lot of high school players think, like, their stats and names going to get them. No, like, I promise you, if you win state, you're going to get a lot of recruiting coaches because they want winners. Know yeah. how to sacrifice and play a role, which is a big key in college now because sure. you get a lot of recruits come in and they think we finna take somebody's spot like even yeah. me i came in i thought i was gonna you know have a big role no first meeting we had they posted depth chart i was like wow so i was gonna go shoot got work you know i I, ain't, I wasn't mad i knew it was a business so the coach was like you know keep keep working or whatever because there now mind you the reason why i'm on the bottom of the depth chart we had multiple guys in that db room make all conference so okay. all conference, all regions. I sat down with myself and I said, this year I'm gonna like learn. Absorb, you know, cause like in our defense, the safeties have to be versatile because we got two over top safeties. The nickel corners are actually safeties. And then we got somebody that plays a dime linebacker and safety. So like, right. I was just absorbing the knowledge and stuff. And it didn't, and my coaches saw like the progression and stuff of like my IQ. Three games, the coach was like, I started traveling with the team. You know, there's a difference between you dressing home games and traveling. So like right. traveling is like the guys they know for sure. They put it out there, they ain't got to worry, you know? Yeah. Cause the coaches out there, this is their job, this is how they feed their family. So they're gonna make sure they put the best guys out. The home team is kind of like, we can have more numbers. The away team is kind of like their scholarship athletes. The final game, my coach came up to me and he was just like, the off season starts tomorrow. And like, basically I had big things coming around and how everything is falling apart is just me being patient at work. Big key to all y'all young athletes out there, man. Do not try to rush the process. You know your worth, right? But what I'm saying is, you get to college, you're gonna have that dude that's a veteran player or that superstar that's above you because he, he proved that he could do it in college. Think of it as a restart. Like, film goes a long way, I promise you. So let's kind of backtrack to when you were on that state championship team or you're kind of bouncing back and forth. But talk about from that experience, like the culture that that team had to not only get to that position, but win in that position. What did you learn from either players or coaches or just the whole experience? That team is like my favorite team. And it's not because we won state. It's only because they treated everybody like brotherhood. Like, yeah, we had, we, we, we hazed the freshmen or whatever. One thing about it was like, we all like knew we was here to play ball. We all played our role. Like at that point, everybody wasn't selfish. We just knew that we had talented guys and then the coaches coaches all came accord like you know how like some coaches will argue because of certain things they don't like but like even though they fought and everything they still like sacrifice for the team it wasn't like selfishness not even from our quarterback that that was the like our quarterback was like already committed to alabama you know had his big time things so you know people would think he could have a big head right no yeah. most chill laid back guy one state or whatever and we were still cool i still have friends with most of them boys to this day like if i take some that right. be like, what's up? How you I did transfer to Nice my junior year. That's when like I seen the culture change. So like this is when So what why why was that? What was one of the reasons for like my mom just moved like house to apartment close to school to me was Nice. So I was just like, you know what? I'll play there. They probably need help. So I text I text like I text like that that look outside looking in, you know what I mean? So yeah. I text uh Eric Marshall, Daquan, Jakarian, and uh Jojo. The culture was more of that year. We just had, you had some guys that played for the team and some guys that were selfish. So, like, 
that year it was like Coach Jazz had a good talk. Coach G. And I don't know too much about either one of them, but especially that man, Coach G. A lot of great things from from a basketball player and a, a blank point of view. I've heard amazing things. He's so passionate. So a lot of people know that he doesn't care like who you are. Like right. basically, like you do something wrong, he's gonna get here, buddy. But it's simple fact that he loves the game and he loves his players. So mm. you know, like when I first came in, no cap. Like when I first met him, he was cool, cool guy. Right, but on the field is like different dude, straight straight to work. Mm -hmm. Coach G, like his way of it and Coach Ash's way of it. It's different like, tones. Different tones, yeah. So Coach G, he has a little bit more fire, but he'll get on you. But then afterwards, he'll, he'll he say, come on, hug, and you guys hug it out and then get yeah, back me, out there. Me and Coach G had one of the moments before. I messed up on a play or whatever. When two competitive people don't agree, you're going to get an argument. I believe that same practice, I was that mad to where like I was just out there just like in a zone. He came to me, he was like, man, you know, good practice today, all love, you know, it's just, and I, I understood what he was doing. So I thank him to this day because if it wasn't for him, my my uh, coach that came up there to come recruit, he would have talked. He brought, them, brought him there. I talked to whatever, we're like a group of players in the room. But I say it's 50-50 because Coach G brought him. And when I brought up Mandarin, he called those coaches as well. So they all spoke on my behalf. That's why I say it's a 50-50, not like okay. fully Coach G. You know what I yeah. mean? And also part of it is it's you. It's yeah. you that's out there putting out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like a lot of a lot of uh, people think of college football as the business for the coaches. And right. like it's not. It's like it's half coaches' business and half players' business. Like if you look right now, Chancellor Portal is like, high movement and players enter in transfer portal because now they're treating it like pro free agency because they have uh, that lenient of leaving the program that they thought was best fit for them but yeah. you know recruiting coaches i'm gonna tell you right now coaches that recruit they're gonna sell you some bubblegum bull crap mm -hmm. just to get you there to the school you got the nil now players are able to represent themselves to get endorsement deals off their name right that's what i'm saying like college College football is just not a business for the coaches or the schools. It's also for the athletes. Yeah, and that's you know? how it should have been like that for a while. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm happy that now it's starting to become more towards us athletes because back then, even when my cousin played, he played pro, uh, Division One at Oregon State, you know. He, right. it, it was more of like a modern-day slavery type of thing. What I mean by that is a lot of, like, the schools will profit off of the kids' names. Like, you had big-time players like Johnny Manziel. Marcus Mariota, you know, uh, big time college players bringing this money into your program. They make the money for your school, uh -huh. but they ain't seeing nothing in the pocket. So like, Fact. you know, so they felt like basically you just profit. The transfer, the transfer rules back then was like if you transferred, you had to sit out of here because they thought like if it wasn't for a like specific like emergency reason, yeah, you couldn't do it. Depending on when you transfer, I don't know too much about it because I'm learning it still. But, right. you know, just there. You talk about why, briefly, why Methodist and what the recruiting coaches wanted and, like, what pitched you to eventually so, go in there. So, Put out an application or whatever, send them stuff, and then I took a visit up there. When I took a visit up there, I don't care, like, your resume as a coach. What I care about is, like, okay, where you see, like, how you treat your players, like, how you how you going to fill this in, you know? So, like, me walking and talking to them, like, it was more of like family type of thing. Like he said, he was basically like saying like, when my mom dropped me off, 
you know, I'm basically like his child, his son. I'm going to bring you around, family, stuff like that, that like that type of thing. And it's yeah. just like, you know, you eat, I eat type junk. Like we, we in this together type of thing. If the coach is having a conversation with you, with you, it's it's right here. It's me and you right now. I'm not worried about. You know, there's certain coaches that only open up to their rooms to like their star players to watch film or whatever. But, right. you know, with me, I walk in there. He's in there watching film with the coaches. I'll sit down with them, and they're talking film about me, talking plays. And, you know, just that study time because – and even on the field, he'll, like, be like, no, you need to do this and that because he, he's focusing on every player because he feels like we're only strong as our weakest link. You heard that many yeah. times. That's a big part of why my development is because of the type of coaches I have. And if you put that culture and you set that tone with yeah. your squad, then everybody's equal because at the end of the day, like – Everybody has potential and everybody brings value. So if you bring that best out of them, then it could only, if even if they don't get minutes, but just having, uplifting them and making them feel like their best player or their best self, then that just bleeds onto everybody. And a lot, of, a lot of the time you got athletes out there trying to make plays, but when you got players out there just trying to do their job, most dangerous ever because yep. they're putting their, their pride away and all that. How has the transition from high school to college football been talk about workouts and talk about you know independence living on your own now distinct and strict with how you want to better yourself and not having to have so many high school coaches and like not being taken as serious college football and high school football uh practices they were the same for me now now they're a lot more fast tempo of course fast tempo on it because we only have so much time with so much install we got to put in but sleep schedule bro i used to sleep and don't worry about waking up early but now it's more of i wake up at five and i go to sleep at two that, yeah no that's not gonna cut it what you what like you got to remember what you're there for because like yeah. that college life will literally like make a break like uh. i like i promise you like how many parties like i heard about i'm like bro. how was your like your mental approach with high school versus college. So let's talk high school, like mentally getting yourself ready for practice or talk about practice versus games. I just went out there and just literally just went out there. And it, like, you know, because it's high school to the games, that's when I was like, you know, be in there, get ready, listen to music, whatever, like get toned in. But with college, you literally like have to be locked in on every single thing you do. Like you cannot, you gotta have like laser focus, like, Practice, laser focus, got to be, like, in that zone like a game. Because if you're not, it's going to be crazy, bro. Some days you have you have bad days and stuff, but do you catch yourself? Didn't get enough sleep if you went out, which was rare. But, you know, do you feel like what you did the night prior, like, shown on the field or showed in the weight room? Like, damn, Lou, like, why can't I? Why isn't it showing up today? My first month, I was like, whoa, hold on. I don't got nobody cooking for me. I actually got to go get my own food, you know? Like, I got to wash my own clothes. Like, yeah. you know, like, it, those type of things I, I take advantage of. And now I'm out there, I'm like, you don't have nobody kind of, like, telling you, you know, what to do or whatever. Like, none of that. Basically trying to make you somebody, like, you're out there learning about yourself and, like, what you really want, you know? And that that's a big thing with, like, everybody needs to do, like, Sometimes, like, I even, like, my mom was like, you sure you want to go up there? I said, yeah, you know, it's good. And, like, I came back, and I was like, I, I appreciate going up there because I grew into my own person without anybody saying, like, this is what you need to be. It can be scary at some point because sometimes you make, like, these certain decisions or you do these certain things. And it's like, is this right? 
like am I doing this right? You don't want to make a bad mistake. You have like certain hesitations towards doing certain things. There's no there's no way to guide me and nobody to help me out like no Lou, no Tim, don't do that. Come do this. But you you don't have a coach out there. Because you don't have a coach in life. We see our, our friends now, they kind of like peaked. You know what I mean? Peaked in high school. There's some that they're actually doing what they're doing and like, no. And, you know, they're they're out there doing their thing. And then you got majority like, don't even hear nothing about them. Like, they're not doing nothing. And, you know, they're so focused on like the party life and living that. Because in high school, that's what they was trying to, they was. And, you know, there's people like that. At one point, I was trying to be like, no, I ain't going to count. A real like wake up call was that prom night. After after we went to prom, we was trying to go to this after party. It's on the vlog too, on Tim's channel too. Don't don't forget it. So what about what about that night? Put you in check. Those people there, so in tune with their own self image and self popularity that they're not just gonna feel like if you're a nobody, they're not gonna let you in, right? But nine times out of ten, those nobodies are turning into somebody's. Like like for example, our group, bro. Everybody does this. Is you you perceive them and you like you picture one way like okay Lou is gonna do this and like he's gonna go this way he's right. gonna do football he's gonna get an education he's gonna try and take football football as far as he can but sometimes like there's things in life that you know you switch it up and people do different things and it shocks you because you had that perception of them for x amount of years see they don't see that till a couple years later like they say okay oh this is what his decision man influence trying to basically make somebody happy like in their family um their friend group they're doing it because of them they're not really focusing on what's making them happy and that's why we see a lot of like people now like and it's crazy later in life figure that out and then trying to make it happen when they should have figured out what they wanted to do and try to focus on that while they're young because my perception on making sure you're successful in life is attacking what you want now when you're young so that when you get into your mid-20s and, like, leave and everything, and you were in that spot, you don't got to worry about it because you, you applied yourself, you know? Like, you're focused on that. Like, you got some people that I know some athletes, they're playing it just because their brother plays it, their uncle plays it, you know, trying to make them happy. And, and that's not the case, you know? And I tell my little brother this all the time. I say, you don't have to play. Just because or, of me. Or you don't have to do this because of me. That's a very good point. People in general try to force that on people. And that, and. and it, it starts messing with your mental, mental crazy. E- even in college, college is a mental game for real. Not even just sports, but you know if, that you're passionate about. It's it's mental because you're gonna have those days where you're like, it's not going my way. Like those days might lead to like you might have a week that's not your day, but it feels like two weeks. Like it's going crazy. Like athletes, you have so much success, and then when you get into that like slump or whatever, that second guessing is crazy. And then you gotta really like. Dig deep to why you really did it, you know, and, you know, everybody has their own reason. And, you know, there's that, you know, I respect what you said for um, I feel like I'm the same way is when when people take their time from now until they're however old to attack their passion. So let me let me ask you this after after football. I know you've probably sat and have a conversation with yourself. You want to take. Football as far as you can, but you know there comes a time and place where football is done for Lou. Yeah. What 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 do you want to so, get out of this life? So, right now, I'm use I'm gonna use my degree, which I'm taking in sports management. So, so basically, my plan is to basically like work in a like NBA type of front office. So like okay. either in Charlotte, 
L.A., Houston, Miami, whatever, right? Worked there for a couple years, and then, like, while I'm doing that, learned the agency side of business so that I could open up my own sports agency. But it's not even going to be a sports agency. It's going to represent, like, athletes, music, you know, like, actors. To welcome everybody for open arms. When you look at the industry, like, I'm talking about sports, all that, like, entertainment-wise, people nowadays, they're going to try to take advantage of, like, them because... You know, like they bringing in all this revenue and stuff. Like if you see it in the music industry right now, you got a bunch of artists to sign deals because they making it out. You know, they making a way. But those record labels taking advantages and now they see it and they don't even own some of their rights on their music. You know what I mean? Because it's them. I planned on like starting my own agency and we, we're making sure that everybody gets their cut deal from their creativity. You know how Rich Paul was? Rich Paul didn't. Rich I was Paul, about to I bring probably, that up. Right. Rich Paul never like had a degree like it, it, we're an agent. You got to have the sports management degree, law, law degree, too. But I don't plan on doing no law. You feel me? Like I'm just doing sports management because I'm playing ball right now. You know, somebody of somebody of somebody. And then you try and figure out, let me manage this dude's money for a while. Right. And then word of mouth just saying, OK, this guy, hey, my homeboy, he's been taking care of me for X amount of years. You can come check him out and just the reliability of the word of mouth could be enough a lot of athletes like use that now because they know for a fact like if i trust you and you're not gonna do that to me i'll take you over any agent in the world because i don't know that person from adam they're just selling me a pitch to try to get my business you know so that's why like i plan on like me me and my cousin already had a plan he's back home in cali right now doing his thing with the music but we we planned on basically you know being with each other like I'm not finna do him dirty. He's not finna do me dirty. Like that type of thing. Coexist, you know, because we had a, we had a like, we we had talks like this when we was like, I was like seven and he was like nine, bro. Like, you know, just like talking about like future, future wise, and that's why a lot of people is like when they talk to me, they're like it's more like education and stuff, but it's just more of like what I see, you know, like word of mouth. It's a, it's not the textbooks that you open. It's the handshakes that. Or it's the hands that you shake. A lot of things like for if you want to be like, especially music, acting, all these different variety and having a versatile thing to provide for these people. You got to you got to start with the relationship first, because nobody's going to to try and sell product and to try and tell somebody to join my team is not going to work. Like, obviously, it's easier to sell product to your friends because they know you. Boom. They, they know they know you from like they know your motives and all that, you know, because you've had and you've taken X amount of conversations to get to that point and say, yeah, I'm gonna buy a product for you. I'm gonna buy a piece of land for you, a house, a T-shirt. It doesn't matter. So like building the foundation of just understanding how to get to people and like building a relationship, you'll be set because then you can connect with anybody because then that pe- those people that you become friends with. If they need some, their friends need somebody, they know who to go to. Right. And it's just a reference. Start with somebody that, you know, oh, they got a name in this business, so I'm going to be with them. Right. It's not from the cutout. What's going through your head before the game, before when you wake up, the time you wake up, like your daily routine to get yourself physically and mentally prepared to right, so put your battle, or put your body and head through war. So game time. So the day before. We'll have like a walkthrough, whatever. That night, we'll have a team meeting, like defense, offense aside, but no coaches. It's just the players in there. Like we in there, we talking what we need to do, you know, as a collective and just talk, you know. And then after that, the head coach will like give us a pre, pre-day speech, you know, tell us what we need to do. I'll go to sleep around 11. So after that, 
I wake up at eight, and then after that, I'll turn on to like Jay Z, Lyrical Drake, J Cole, stuff to get me focused. Nipsey Hustle, like focus on what I'm doing today. You know, we go, we do our morning walkthrough. He gives us a speech that day. Team meal after that. Team meal. Uh, I go back to my room. So like my essentials is I always have deodorant. I always bring my camera. Like I always brought my camera. My home, like some of the pictures, like the two pictures that I have, I'll give it to the player that's not playing, and they'll take the team pictures. So like they take the players' pictures and stuff. I brought my camera. I was planning on doing a game day vlog, but I was just so zoned in. I just didn't do that. So I have my camera. I have my accessories. So depending on what I feel like wearing that day, I have it in there. I always have my uh, shades on. I'm focusing before the game. Like every time I put the shades on, I had a good game. So I was just like, you know, this is my superstition. Get down there. Get in the locker room. How do you get to a certain state, like mental state? Like, what do you do? Is it you sit and be with yourself or do you play certain? Yeah, so I'll go back to my room and I will cut on, I'll cut on the music. I will look at highlights. So like on my phone, I'll, I would look at Elijah Griffin's college highlights. I looked at Jalen Ramsey, you know, Derwin James, you know, I still have the same type of music on pre pregame warm ups. I'll go back, chill in the locker room. That's when my teammates, we started playing music. So that's when the, the that's more turnt music. music. Yeah. So like now it's t- tunnel visions focus on what I got to do. But that turnt music brings out like the energy and also the savage side, you know, because like with football, you got to be like a, a savage to, in order to be successful. And it's crazy. We get to the field, do our little individual drills. Me and my DB boys, the Jack boys, we go ahead and we pray, you know, before the game with each other in there after that. We go back to the locker room, tee up again, then come down, you know, get ready to play. After that, we just we just play. You know, we we know the mission. You know, it's just when you get in that mental state, it's more of a clear mind. Like you only have one goal and, and you, you just focus on that one thing. You don't need to be worried about and what's going on outside. Like when you hit that field, it's like you forget it. Like obviously football, it's a very vigorous type of way to deal with stress but you feel like that little kid again you know yeah. and what I also said was like it takes you that's it's a thing that kind of takes you out of reality yeah but when it when it hits the field time and some some of my people know this like um I got this alter ego name from Mandarin so like that state that state year I got this alter ego they called me Chico there you go so so they call me that's why my Instagram name is Chico Hendrick call me Chico because at first it was a joke like they was just trying to be funny or whatever and because like I'm half black, half Mexican. So they was just trying to be funny or whatever. So we was like ranking. Right. So then that first day practice we was hitting, I hit the tight end hard and he flew out of bounds. I don't know how that happened. I was just in my zone that practice. Then a dude tried to catch the ball in the air, smacked him to the ground, like hard. Right. And then like I was making plays back and forth, picks, hits, like it was crazy. So they started calling me Chico more. Like he, all the players started calling me that, whatever. And at that time, I was listening to Future like heavy before like the the, the practices and the games. Right. So then uh, I was like, well, I can't call myself Chico Future. That's just it don't ring, right? Yeah. So then my homeboy was like, You listen to Future, call yourself Chico Hendricks. So I had to. I was gonna put the real O, but it's already taken by football player named Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen goes by that name too. After I watched Marcus Allen's film and like watching how I play. It's like most fun side dudes off out of football, like love to dance, whatever, you know, have fun. Yeah. But once it's ball time, it's like you, you meet a different person. Sometimes, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I never knew the story of why. So right. it came from and, Mandarin. And, 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 and once I got the niece, the name wasn't there. You know, it was just Lou. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So then when I started training with these pro guys, see my Instagram, whatever, he called me Chica, and then they asked me, I told them. Right. And they, they made a joke about it, but I was just like, yeah, that's how I go. That's why, like, my college homeboys don't know this yet, but, like, this coming up sophomore year, Chico will be out, like, the, more than, you know, when he gets his opportunity. Like, it's more of, like, more of it was, like, a learn back year, but this year is more of, like, I sat back and I was like, you know, I'm a humble dude, but, like, I'm seeing more humble people get ran through, and it's time for you to just go be. Go be you and go get yours. Go get yours, you know. And, and at that point, you know, I started doing a rigorous training system. Some days I don't finish it on time. Now I'm going to be rigorous on it, but wake up at 4 a.m., go train from like 5 all the way to 7. Get more more time more time in. And Kobe was like my favorite athlete of all time, just how he competed. So, like, when you study with, like, different competitors, bro, like, even though you're a true competitor, you got to learn from the greats to learn how they attack it. You to combine it with yours so that you could really become something different. So, you know, his work ethic started putting it in. Like, what he said, like, the four workouts you have in a day, it started to make sense. Like, it's not going to, like, you're going to bridge more gaps. But it's, it's the thought that matters. It's the effort that matters. Obviously, it's a lot of, like, betting on yourself. Betting on how, because you can't. You can't ever, this is from a man to man, don't ever compare Lou to somebody else. Right, and, and Lou that's to what Lou, you got to learn. Like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you posted on Instagram what you learned for 2021. I was like, self-love and knowing yourself. Like, that's, that's mainly that because yeah. I used to compare myself to all these other dudes, like, out there. And I was like, you know, like, what, what's he doing special to get that, you know, and, and that. You know, just looking at that and, like, everybody's road different bro like you, you gotta you gotta go out there and accept your journey like all that success you're gonna get bro that's just gonna be a medium medium high what i mean by that is like you're gonna feel that high of success for a little bit and then it's just gonna go away like people gonna forget like so that's what i mean like you gotta accept the journey like you gotta be happy with it like some days you're gonna be like i don't feel like doing this but I got to do it because this is what I want to do. Yeah, and whatever you want to, however much you put in is what you get out. I went to high school with, they look at me now, and they're like, bro, like, you you doing what you say you was going to do. And I was like, yeah, because. I've known for a long time now. When you bet on your, the only person you could really, like, the highest investment is, is yourself. yourself. Amen. And what, I, what I mean by that is, like, when you're invested in yourself, you're the most dangerous person on the planet. When you invest in yourself and stop worrying about what these other people doing and just be in your own lane, you're gonna be. You're gonna, you're gonna see exponential growth mentally. Expo exponential growth, like the supply and the demand for yourself is gonna be so much higher. Because at the end of the day, Lou, you're gonna be whenever you have a wife, and then whenever you guys get older and stuff, there's gonna come a day where you're gonna look back and you're gonna be in that wheelchair. And you're going to be or you're going to be on your deathbed. Right. You know, yes. and, and I, I don't want to what I'm saying is when I get to that time, I don't want to sit there and be like, bro, I could have did so much more. But I let the thought right. of but, others. But I let the thought of others or I I yeah, thought of others, but also me being an enemy to myself. You train, too. So, like, there's some days you're mentally you're like, I'm done. Yeah. But you got to push through it because you know that your mind gives up before your body. A lot of it, your mind is like, bro, we haven't done this in a long time. I don't know what you're doing. Like, yeah. cut this off. That was that was real talk right there. I've never I've never heard of that out of you, and that was that was good. I have found with since being at college, there's some people that are really okay with being content, and you can't knock them for it. But you know, if you want it, if guys like the us, you we got ambitious goals that we need to 
only people that we need to shock is ourselves. Like, okay, how far can I really take this? Then you can't be hanging around those people too long. And a lot of it is like, we all had that one day where it was like, something happened and he was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna push hard and do this. Like, like, I'm gonna take it serious to the point to where, you know, we, we had, everybody had them days in our group where it's like, we're gonna take this serious to prove everybody wrong. At first, yeah, at first it was attacking others, but then, then it becomes, yeah, the more realization of, of more of, this is for myself. How far can I, I take can, this? How far can I really go? You know? How well of a body could I make? Mental state could I get? A lot of it is a lot of time being within yourself. Right. And, and Cause you're not gonna find that when you're hanging with parties with 20 girls and 20 guys that have no intentions. That, but also you gotta surround yourself with the right people. Like people that that basically you got people that are content and you can be cool with. You got people that's like ambitious, ambitious people you want to be around. You actually want to be around, and I learned this this year. Be around people that's better than you right now, so that you can learn from them and try to basically get knowledge from them and then soon your potential is going to go above them so start learning from like key people like people that's been there people that that's you know right now better than you and like also you got to give knowledge to the younger people too like these young athletes you know so like like i said my brother said he want to play football i didn't say don't you know you ain't got to do it but he he wants to do it so i said you know, I'm giving him, I, I can give you knowledge. Like, really with it, then. yeah, you really, really, I could, I could give you the knowledge. Like some of the stuff I know now compared to when I was his age. Yeah. It, I wish I crazy. had that somebody. Right, right. What was a moment that clicked with you that you said to yourself, Lou, I really want to, I know we were talking about how like your friends kind of said, hey, yo, come play yeah, football. What was the moment where you said to yourself, this is my, my body and this is a game that I really like to play. And what was right. this? The switch that flipped with you saying the, the switch that flipped actually was all right before I played ball I went to my cousin's bowl game in Hawaii so when he played it was Oregon State versus Boise State so I seen like Jay Ajayi on Boise, Boise State play I seen Brandon Cooks play and whatever so I, I me seeing my cousin play and like all the fans there or whatever I was like that's cool like my cousin playing right so I was never thought about that I was just thinking more college basketball because UH basketball team was like top tier that time so like I was thinking about like hooping like seeing Buddy Hill play in the in that gym and stuff like that uh, uh, Oklahoma yeah in the Hawaii Bowl and stuff I'm like yo like lived in California then Hawaii Hawaii, and then moved here yeah so so like seeing those guys it was just like like even though my cousin played football hoop dreams was on my mind like it was just at that time so what clicked with me though was like I believe it was my uh freshman year my freshman year my uh like I started making plays and stuff and then I was just like yo hold on we could really go somewhere with this because at that time my homeboy um he he went to college and whatever you playing on a scholarship and stuff like that and I learned that it's easier for like college football athletes to make it on a scholarship than a D1 Hooper because the roster size is totally different. Coaches have more selection. Right, because the coaches coaches have more of a – they can get somebody out there and develop them, which hoop team, you can do that too, but it's only going to be like one or two guys you're going to do that with because you got 12 or 13 and you're really going to use seven or eight on your rotation, you know? So it's just different. So 
after that, seeing him and then, you know, I had I did have people, you know, haters. I'm not going to say their names, you know, um, these dudes always, you know, talk down or whatever. They was on that team or whatever. But at that time, I was just like, I'm going to prove them wrong. You know, once I once I had that mentality of that, you know, freshman year, you know, I wasn't at the best. Sophomore year, that's when I hit that. Oh, OK, we getting somewhere. Junior year was more of a had to sit back again. Right. Senior year. It was more of a sacrifice. Like, I couldn't do what I really wanted to do my senior year, but it got me to where I'm at now, so I can't really be mad, you know? We're not, I'm not talking specific football or we're just talking life. What are, who are some of your role models in your life? It could be people in your family, obviously mother, all that stuff, siblings, father, all that. Um, but even, even people that you've never met. What are some of the role models that, you know, keep you in check and keep you going? One, of course, my mother. Like, my mom, she... You know, biggest, she going to be your big, your mother's going to be your biggest fan no matter what, you know, either way, she going to love you, but she always going to push you. I really didn't have that like male role model, like in the house, but like also my uncle, my uncle pushed me and my cousin, you know, try to be the best, you know, my granddad or whatever, like those guys in my family. But one person I could really say that's like role model and like put me in check is my trainer, like Reg, like me and him have talks now where it's more about like, all right, I've been through this before. This is what you got to do. You know, like that's my, what? how can I say this? He's your, he's your uh, master Shifu. Yeah. You know, so yeah, he, he, he been played college football. He played at FSU national football, national championship team, you know, there, you know, so he knows the ins and outs, you know, me and him have the exactly kind of like the same journey through this football stuff. But, um, he puts me in check, you know, and also also my homeboy uh, TP, which his name is Terrence Plummer. He he puts me in check too. There's some days he'll give me coaching point. I remember one time I did one on ones in the gym. I was fooling around and whatever. Then I went to my 8 a.m. workout session. He pulled me to the side and he said, "You better not let that happen again." Like he was in my butt. And at that point, I was like, "Okay, yeah, it's time to focus up," you know. So. There's a lot. There's a lot of people. I can't really put nobody. You're gonna have people in your life in your circle that you're gonna learn from each and every one. You know what I mean? So like, distinct person brings something to the table for you. That's what builds strong relationships. You know, and you know, a lot of people, a lot of people try to build relationships because they're a cool, you know, cool person or whatever. But yeah. that cool person cannot bring nothing to the table. They just a cool person, you know. But somebody that brings something to the table, it don't matter. Like. You could be somebody that supports them. You know, you could be somebody that gives them knowledge, be there for them or whatever. And that even leads to like any relationship, like friendship, girlfriend, boyfriend type of thing. You know, just just allowing yourself to relationships has to be 50 50. It cannot be 95 five equal effort into into that goal. And, And I promise you, like. Some of the strongest friendships are built off of the same effort. Peace of mind and going into it like I actually have a care for your opinion and what you say and what you're trying to get right. at. Right. And some some days you're going to sit at this person. You're going to be like, bro, I'm not trying to hear that. You're just saying that just to say that. Yeah. But then later on, you're like, that's why. that's why he told me that. OK, yeah, I'm dumb. I'm hard headed or, yeah. you know, or, oh, I see what they're talking about now. You know, yeah. so. It's a lot of that. For all the youngins, if they're playing, if they're at your position, DB, and they just starting to play, what are some players that you watched coming up and continue to watch now? Who's that player that like made made you love the game even more? 
because every every athlete, no matter the sport, has that one. Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor was just that dude. Like him coming down and just like, oh no, like people think like DBs is just the softest position, like defensive wise to hit. So like when he came down, he always like made somebody feel him, right? And and his favorite saying is like, I hit like I punch, and you know, so like. When he says, I hit like I punch, I'm like, okay, when you punch somebody, you're not going to come down and just, ah, you, you know, you're going to come down and try to murder, murder him. him. Yeah, so that's how you got to attack it. So then I watched him, Sean Taylor, Ryan Dawkins. More of them is like current now. So like I watched Tyron Taylor. I mean, not Tyron Taylor. That's a quarterback. Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew, he's a uh, DB for the Chiefs now. But when he was on the Cardinals, he was a dog, you know, so him – um, Derwin James, Jamal Adams, Jalen Ramsey. I just watch him because it's just his trash talk. It, 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 he backs it up, and that's what I love about a player. If you could back up your trash talk, you want scary person, you know. Have you ever heard of a life mantra? <sighs> oh, so it's a it's a like a life saying or a life message or a quote that you not you live your life by, but it's something you like to implement. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, so if there's you have one. Two, there's about two of them. But um, one of them, it, it goes by this. It's It came from a movie. The movie was horrible, but it, it's from an athlete. It's hard work beats talent when talent, talent work, fails, fails to work. work. Yeah, so like that from KD? KD, yeah, KD in that movie, Thunderstruck. Horrible movie, first yeah. off. Terrible. And then also, we're a product of our own environment. Not a lot of people are the product of the environment, but let's say you had these certain group of people. Like, you could be that one person that ambitious is chase what you want, and then that person can just be, he didn't drift off, but he never took opportunity or chances. So then he tries to weigh you down, or that person tries to weigh you down off of what they see, like, they seen something that you you can do that can be big. And, and they look at it as, I could have been that. They look at it as a threat now, and they try to bring jealousy and and envy but what i mean by that is if you hang out with friends that party you know do all this stuff not focus you're going to be in an environment of that soon because soon enough you're going to be hanging around that too much and then it's just going to start building habits. it's going to come to a point where that's all you know right that's all you know so then versus if you hang out with somebody that's you know working hard chasing their dreams all that and you 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 know talking talking about that they're going to come out and they're going to be gonna grab habits from them you're going to grab the workaholic ethic you're gonna build that that knowledge of you just talking it's not book smart but they street smart you know yeah. and street smart go a long way in life now than book smart yeah where they know how to handle people people yeah. nowadays you gotta know how to handle and talk to everybody you can't just know how to talk to you know somebody with the same background as you you gotta learn how to you know connect with other people like understand you know one culture there and then the other culture here and then you'd be like oh i mess with that you know like you gotta look at it as your resources so that when you you decide what you want to do you can use those resources and make something that's big yeah amen to that you're gonna have a lot of people coming to you and watching this video so this is your audience and this is also my people as an athlete as a college player this is your floor to look at that camera and speak to all the young athletes or anybody if you have any messages or if you want to say anything to get off your chest to the floor is yours. One, if you're in high school, bro, and you're looking at yourself and you're like, I'm not getting this opportunity, and you got, you know, your people that you look at and you're like, bro, I'm better than him and he's getting this offer, like, I should get an offer and stuff. Don't, don't hesitate. Just wait your turn. Don't rush it. You know, just 
a lot of people try to rush it. And nowadays I hear like they ready to leave that school because they rusted. You want to find a perfect fit for you. Also, you got to work hard, bro. Like all that, you know, like playing on the game is cool. I play on the game, too. But like you got to focus on what you mainly want. All that high school high, you know, popularity crap. That's that stuff's out the window right when you graduate, bro. I promise you it is. Like you, you gotta go out there. You gotta be basically on what you gotta do. Your man or woman junk. Like I'm talking to all athletes. Go out there and get in your bag. Like chase the journey, not the the destination. Like chase the journey. The destination's gonna come. Like just chase the journey and work hard. Secondly, if you're trying to reach college, bro, grades is everything, bro. <laughs> I promise you, there's some guys that I know that really could have balled, but they can't because now they got to go to a smaller school, get their grades right to go back to the level that they can reach. You know, don't screw yourself over. Focus on class grade. Don't care what nobody says, man. You're going to have doubters, haters, all that, man. If you go out there and play what you do, man, do, do your style, do what's you, man. This sports stuff is an art, man. It's an art of, of basically our expression of us. People will accept you for you being you. And you also got to be out there, man, and you got to go out there. Every day is a battle. Every day is a test, man. Like, every day is a test of your mentally, like, all right, do I really want to do this? Like, every day, bro, you got to think of it as this. If I don't work out today or I don't do something that's going to better me with this football junk today, there's somebody out there that's working 10 times harder than me if I don't do it today. You got to stand out. So I promise you, you got to look at yourself and be like that. And don't, secondly, bro, all the undersized athletes, bro, don't look at your height as a, a crutch or excuse look at it as an advantage bro like bro I'm, I'm, if you five seven and you play defensive back and you going on a blitz and you going against six three six five linemen bro you're lower to the ground and them get underneath you know just use your height and your your size to an advantage there's always you're always gonna have imperfections in anything you do use your imperfections and just try to change them to advantages. Right when you turn off the excuses and start really being like, okay, this is me. I'm going to have to do what I can do. Take it from what it is and push harder. It just means you got to work harder, man. That's that's all it is, man. Work hard and do it. And all to my, all to my athletes, bro, that's playing, don't think of it as this is the only way out. Like, shoot. Right now, I had those thoughts too. But shoot, there's a way for us to get, get to where we want to be. You know, there's always a different road, you know, so... Don't look at it as the numbers wise. I hate when people use numbers, chances and opportunity because that's basically trying to put a, a mental crutch on you. Basically saying like you can't do this. I got two, three teammates right now. They they enter in the draft like it's crazy to have teams looking at them because they went out there and they looked at the goal. They didn't care what nobody said, like numbers wise, all that. They said they're going to beat the odds. You know, they're second to none. So just go out there and do what they got to do, you know. You can't be second to nobody anyway, bro. Nobody's going to give you that hand, you know, so you always got to bet on yourself and just focus on your goals, you know, like I don't even to the people out there in general, even in your business, life, spiritually, all that, bro. You got to put in time and effort for it, man. I promise you, you can get scary. You can you can hit this dark point, right? A lot of times you hit a dark point and like you're just like lasered in that dark point. But what I feel like and what I learned is that once you hit that dark point, after you get out of it, you done like leveled up in life. Like, yeah. like basically like you're, you, you done hit a new peak. Like don't always try to focus on, oh, I hit this peak. I'm good. No, because if you hit that peak, man, everything could fall right back down. Like 
you you got to start hitting new peaks. You got to start making new newer newer highs. You know because like like everybody says, sky's the limit, bro. But I think I think you know through the universe's limit type of thing. You got to go higher than some of these people, man. You know. Like Pop Smoke said, shoot for the stars, but aim for the moon type of thing. You know, you don't want to go lower than where you need to be. You create your own potential. You create what you want to be, you know. And you you out there and do that. And shoot, you could be a dangerous person, bro. But that's it for this one, man. I appreciate you for taking the time and for sure. speaking and opening up and talking with me today. But if you guys are not subscribed to this channel... Please go ahead and do so. I'm going to leave all of the loose stuff in the description. If you guys are listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, me and Lou appreciate you so much for tuning in to this point. If you're watching on the YouTube side, we appreciate you even more for sticking all the way through. This is the Hope Hacker Show with Lou Lamone. So grateful for you guys. Stay tuned for the next one, but that's it for this one, and we will catch you in the next one. Peace, Peace out.